welcome to the Human and Technology Podcast. This podcast is for anyone who develops, distributes or uses technology. For all those who always have the feeling that technology overwhelms or dominates them. For everyone who wants to know how to deal with technology in everyday life. For anyone who wants to understand what technology does to us and how we can get our lives back. This podcast is for those who want to make technology sexy. All the product developers, designers, UX, UI professionals, product managers, CTOs and CEOs. And it is for you. My name is Dr. Peter Reska. My friends call me Dr. Peter. I am your host and I am happy that you are here. We are having a another interview episode in the Human Technology Podcast. My today's guest is Hamid Yayaye. He is Design Lead, Senior User Experience, Customer Experience and Service Designer at Scania, the Swedish truck maker. Besides that, he is a branch strategist, mentor, business designer. He's related to the Nielsen Norman Group. He is a design thinker, UX manager, interaction designer. So he covers the full range of uh, qualifications, the full range of activities that uh, user experience and customer experience people uh, usually have. And uh, he is uh, talking about the difference between user experience and customer experience and uh, Before Scania, he was at, at various stations at Volkswagen. Uh, he was uh, with uh, IDEO. He is um, studying. He was studying at Mama University, and uh, he's originated from Iran, as he told me. Um, so he's a very intercultural guy, very experienced, and I'm super happy that um, he gave me this uh, interview. Having a podcast guest today, uh, which is Hamid Yajay from Scania. Hamid, it's great to have you on the show. Um, thank you for spending time with me. And um, yeah, I have a couple of questions for you, and uh, it's great to have you here. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. So I'm always interested in, in the background of my interview partners and uh, in the background of all these uh, user experience, HMI, usability. Uh, people that I'm meeting. So tell us a bit about yourself. What brought you to the point where you are today? Uh, yeah, I think uh, life itself is a journey and we are all uh, within this journey, uh, maybe different destination. Maybe we don't know what's going to be the next uh, destination, but we are in, um, in, a, in a journey, all of us. And for me uh, as well, uh, it was a journey towards the design and I have uh, maybe go back to my childhood. I was very um, good in school uh, in science and also in mathematics. So I got dual diplomas, both in science and also uh, in mathematics. My father uh, is a mechanical engineer and he was manager of a um, company. So he liked me to be um, an engineer. And uh, my, my brother also is an engineer. Uh, And my mother, um, she always liked me to be a doctor. 
And my um, teachers in school, they said they were predicting that I will go to the medicine. Uh, when I was in the um, phase that I am going to choose what I'm going to study, I was a little bit proactive and um, went to some of these uh, universities and talked to the college students who are, for example, um, learning uh, medical uh, education and got some of the books uh, to see how it is. If I'm going to put my shoes, uh, put my feet in their shoes, what I do expect. And I like the, the human body and also like knowing about uh, the humans, etc. So I was very good in biology as well. Uh, and that was something that I had passion for. But when it comes to the visas, etc., and different types, maybe it was not matching what I want to spend my time uh, for. Because I do believe that it is uh, you are going to have uh, a passion for what you do in order to be successful in that. So it's not all about, okay, I can do it, but you have to enjoy it as well. And um, then I knew that, okay, maybe it's not gonna be uh, my uh, interest. In Iran, when, uh, which I am coming from originally from, medical education or being a doctor is very, very popular. So all parents would like their children to be a doctor or an engineer. That's why maybe uh, this is very popular there. And we have lots of good doctors, of course, from Iran. Um, and then my father, as I mentioned, he said, okay, if you don't want to be a doctor, why not engineer? And then uh, he, uh, he took me to his uh, factory uh, and I have spent a, a bit of the time of the daily a routine of what an engineer is doing in action and that was also fascinating for me um, I lacked physics for example but I didn't see that creativity that I'm looking for uh, within that um, uh, work of engineering so I by secret I have got uh, all of these art books and design books because in Iran we have uh, a procedure we have to attend uh, in an exam in order to be able to enter that, for example, course. And uh, no extra, for example, teacher assistance, which is very uh, maybe needed in Iran system to enter the university that way. And then I, I, I got a very good point uh, in the university uh, uh, entrance. Uh, so that was something that I got um, like uh, me into the middle of the design uh, education. And then I have a started with graphic design and also I have uh, took some of these uh, courses in industrial design. And this graphic design and industrial design was, uh, were two topics that I were very interested in in that time. And I was um, somehow successful in, in that. I, I got uh, maybe uh, uh, the second position in Iran uh, system for entering the master degree in, um, in visual communication or uh, graphic design. So I, I pursued my studies. And, then I, 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 I was also working as a designer in parallel. 
and in my um, master thesis, I have also um, collaborated with uh, Iran TV4, which is a science TV. Um, and I see that my designs are broadcasting, for example, every night, even a logo or a design uh, system. Maybe what we, we are now um, seeing at HMI in the car industry, for example, for a designer, it's going to be passion if they see their design is applied and implemented, for example, in a model of a specific car. The same feeling um, is for any designer, regardless of discipline that you are working on. And it was very good. It was stable. And um, I also was invited to uh, have some lectures in some universities. So I have um, experience teaching. Uh, and I found it also is a very good way to be a lifelong learner. So in order to be a good teacher, a good uh, lecturer, uh, you have to be up to date. And that was very good for me. And I had my a stable job, everything was good. And then uh, there was a momentum that I had trouble with my father and mother uh, uh, to Austria and Sweden. And I have met uh, the uh, professors in Malmö University in the south of Sweden. And I, I, I was really curious, okay, what's gonna be the next move for me if I'm going to pursue my studies? And it was interaction design. And two years after I have decided, okay, I'm going to move to pursue my studies in uh, advanced courses of interaction design. And then I have to start from the beginning, of course. I had my uh, maybe stable life uh, already uh, set in Iran. And then I have moved and have to build everything from scratch. And it was not easy journey, uh, especially when you have a position or a, a, a level of life or uh, credibility in, 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 a, in a place then you are starting from the beginning, you always compare, maybe uh, that's gonna be the challenging part and you have to be very patient in order to, to reach your momentum. Uh, by the way, I am uh, happy about my decision and I, after I have, got, um, I have studied uh, some uh, advanced courses of Interaction Design Foundation, I established my own um, company there in Sweden in 2012. And um, since then, I have worked in different projects uh, within uh, um, UX and also within graphic design, uh, different type of um, projects from startups to like big uh, companies, such as some, for example, Iranian uh, entrepreneurs who have companies in um, in Sweden uh, as clients, and also some uh, maybe big uh, consultings uh, for, for example, Santander Bank and Danske Bank, etc. And then um, it was, I am just going to, please, uh, Peter, stop me if I'm going yeah, to. Yeah, 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 no, 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 just, just going, uh, super interesting to have uh, such an uh, intercultural personality. And what I see is that they're, um, there's a lot of commonality. Uh, if, if you work in areas like we do, it's always on the edge between technology on one side and humans on the other side. And I mean, this is what this podcast is about. So I find it very interesting uh, yeah. uh, what, 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 you, what you talk about. Uh, maybe you can, can move on to, to what you do today at, uh, at, at, at Scania and uh, the, the projects you work on, if, if you're allowed to. Yes, sure. So I am, as I said, it's a journey. So I'm, I'm, I'm a, a, a big fan of like uh, storytelling in a, in a journey. Sure, sure. Yeah. Just, just, just continue so, and uh, yes. let us know what, what, what your thoughts are. 
Yeah, good. So uh, based on the Swedish rules, uh, I could not uh, be employed in another big company. Uh, I have to work only for my own company or own consulting company in order to get my permanent uh, residency and also Swedish citizenship. So I got my Swedish citizenship and I had the freedom of choice to, to, to have a look at different opportunities to work for. And then I work at IBM IX and that was very good momentum that I had deepened uh, my knowledge in this enterprise design thinking. That was very um, helpful. And also I was um, involved in different projects, for example, within the way that IBM is working uh, with other clients um, such as Shell and Lego, et cetera. That was very, very uh, good momentum for me. And then uh, I was uh, one of the winners for Volvo, um, uh, transfer, uh, future of transportation uh, contact, uh, contest. And then I have visited um, the Volvo Group um, uh, for two, two days in Göteborg. And that was a trigger maybe I can say that I have got the feeling that, okay, maybe my next move, if I'm going to choose uh, a company to work with, uh, it's gonna be uh, a focus on sustainability uh, and also um, a global company that I can uh, have the freedom to have a big picture as I had experienced, for example, in IBM. Uh, and then um, the same um, summer, I have applied for some uh, jobs and I got three job offers. I was living in South of Sweden, it was Malmo. So my, my uh, apartment was close by uh, to the, one of the companies that I had maybe the job offer. Um, that was maybe comfort zone, I can say. Uh, to choose that. It was like a mid-sized company focusing on automotive services. And the other one uh, was maybe north of Sweden, uh, close to Stockholm, Landmetteriet, which is like a, a mapping and also uh, geolocation for all the mapping structure. And it was like a governmental job, which is very also comfort zone and another way. So you have a very, very uh, peace in mind and if you want to have not any hectic uh, workflow. And the other one was uh, Scania. So um, when I have visited Scania and I have um, talked with um, some of the managers, I really liked the culture and I knew that I already had my um, mind um, about joining Scania. And then I turned down the land material <laughs> Uh, offer and it was maybe surprising for them. They tried to a little bit um, have me uh, increase uh, the offer, etc. But I, I, I just uh, followed my heart. And then I had joined Sconia uh, in 2018 in service innovation, and that was uh, in commercial operation part of Sconia. Um, I have learned a lot within working in agile way of. Um, team that we have in that service innovation digital dealer and um, applied um, maybe service design and user experience design in different projects. And then um, it was a reorganization and we became part of business transformation. Uh, and within this new setup, I, I was part of the digitalization part of this business transformation. Um, and as a service designer, um, I have tried to connect also beyond my um, 
regular uh, jobs uh, in um, doing uh, design workshops and also being involved in big picture and also zoom in, zoom out. I tried to um, connect the silos, I started connecting the silos between the different um, sections of business transformation as well as sustainability, innovation, customer experience, and digitalization. And then I have these terms as BX kids that uh, maybe the head of the business transformation, they, he liked that idea very, very much as well. And uh, maybe um, that was also a golden momentum, I can say, that helped me to grow more. And I have um, traveled in some countries to meet the clients of Scania and observe the pain points, how we can do things better. So if I'm going to say what I am doing in Estonia is like, I am applying design with the human touch. I am doing digitalization with the human, human touch. I am applying maybe uh, how we can um, do, uh, use technology in a good way, but uh, also humanizing that as well. That is my passion. And uh, I think that this is very important to uh, when we are working uh, in any field of design or technology, do not uh, lose the, the, the main goal that, okay, we would like to make something good for humans or customers. And after that, I have been uh, part of sales and marketing uh, in customer experience section and uh, service portfolio and delivery uh, part of sales and marketing. And I have worked in um, different projects and the latest one was contract services, uh, which is a new system for the maybe previous system that we have for a long time in Scania, a little bit modern architecture, uh, uh, cloud-based and um, a part of the, like another uh, uh, retail uh, ecosystem, which is uh, previously called digital dealer. And then um, I was also, invited for an in loaning, as we say here, to, to loan me from sales and marketing to innovation office in research and development part of Escania to being involved in a strategic design, uh, which was uh, maybe also a lot of good learning for me because I think in big enterprises, what is very important um, is gonna be um, very natural that you are going to end up to work in your silos and then as a designer, if you can find a way to, to connect these silos, it's going to be the best beneficial um, maybe act or uh, delivery for a, a company. Uh, usually in uh, maybe sales and marketing and commercial operations, we were in, in touch maybe in the current market, the current customers, and in R&D is a more foresight and also what is coming next. And if we can bridge these two, it can be a perfect uh, situation for any project. And within that, I have been also uh, being involved in some of the projects to see how we can collaborate uh, and use these two eyesight and two perspectives together to excellence the projects and also focusing on the transportation ecosystem um, because I do believe that uh, in each department, they have their own language. And in order to make it understandable for different departments, we have to come with a common language uh, that works within the, uh, the company. 
that is something that I am also working on. And yes, um, uh, this is uh, maybe what I am doing at Escania as a senior UX, CX service designer, a strategic designer, a different uh, topics that is related to the design and uh, trying to also um, highlight the importance of design thinking and design doing. And that's why what I have done, maybe we had recently in Agile Week, which was very successful, supported with the CEO, uh, by the CEO of the company um, um, as, as well. He was also part of this um, uh, speakers in Agile Week. And I tried also to um, a little bit highlight the design thinking and doing in parallel of the Agile as well, because um, maybe in Agile, we are very uh, much um, focusing on um, um, doing the, the, the solutions, but in design thinking, we also uh, a little bit highlighting the problem itself in advance. So if we can combine these two, it can be a very um, good way of working. Yes, so this is uh, maybe um, the story so far. Yeah, excellent. I mean, that, that was tons of information already. So you answered a couple of other questions I have here on my list. Um, excellent. J just one quick one. If you talk uh, about the clients of Scania that, that uh, you work with or that you consult, um, who is the client of Scania? Is it uh, the companies that own the trucks? Is it the drivers? Is it owner-driver concepts? Uh, who, who is your, your target audience? Let's put it that way. Um. When it comes to um, the Escania, I think um, Escania is focusing on uh, the customer's uh, business as well. So it shall be uh, a business that can be profitable for the customers uh, in order uh, for us to be sustainable uh, in business as well. Um, so I think it's a different, um, we have a Trayton group in Volkswagen group, uh, a, a mix of uh, Scania, MIN and uh, Rio and also Volkswagen um, trucks part. And Scania maybe is a premium brand, is very uh, pioneer uh, in every aspect maybe uh, in the group. Uh, but the, when it comes to the customers, um, for example, in uh, R&D, we, we have a focus on how we are uh, thinking about maybe the customers of the customers as well. And this is a little bit beyond the typical end customers only. So, for example, in city, imagine that a Stockholm city itself can be a client. Uh, and we have maybe different um, companies, transportation companies uh, in different areas uh, that they can also uh, be considered as um, a, a client. They have a fleet of uh, different, for example, buses and trucks. And the driver maybe sometimes is not uh, necessarily the owner of the truck um, doing the service of like um, being employed by another transport company. So the setup is more complex when it comes to the, the customers. And as well, um, Scania is a global company. So sometimes what I can say is like, um, uh, our people who are working with the maintenance and services, the, all of these trucks and buses shall be maintained. So it's not only about the products, also about services as well. And um, those, uh, 
colleagues are somehow our customers as well because we provide some services that they can use in order to do their job uh, done as well. So we we have different levels of customers, I can say, and about talking about the users and customers, it can be in high level uh, um, or it can be like the end user. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- this is what I find so super interesting. I had a project with a truck and bus company here out of Germany lately. And uh, this is exactly the situation I found there. I mean, you have maybe the, the cities that buy the buses or you have the big trucking cargo companies that buy the trucks and then you have the drivers. And if you talk about buses, we talk about passengers as well. And all of them have a certain amount of experience and all of them uh, need to be satisfied with the technology that, uh, that you provide. Yeah. Okay. Another question. You talk a lot about customer experience. Um, I'm talking about, about usability, user experience, and HMI. You use the term customer experience. Explain us from, from our point of view. Take us a little into your view that you have on what is specific for customer experience and how does it differ from user experience? Yeah, I, I think um, maybe um, I am a big fan of Don Norman and that This maybe started from my involvement in Interaction Design Foundation um, collaboration since 2013 till now that I'm continuing that. So I think um, um, it's uh, when it comes to user experience or customer experience, it's not maybe, okay, I am interacting with a specific application. I'm interacting with a specific uh, product. It's more about any experience that we have in the life. Uh, we can consider that as an experience. And sometimes maybe the terminologies are going to be confusing. Still, it's not very clear for some uh, people what is user experience and what is service design, what is, for example, customer experience. Um, but uh, we we know that um, when it comes to our honest um, experience in interacting with different touch points, It can be uh, when we visit um, a store to, to buy a product or when we are using a product um, to, it can be a mobile phone, for example, when we are uh, using a mobile phone. Our experience can be a very, very important part of uh, our loyalty as a user, uh, as a customer uh, to continue considering uh, using the same product or service or the same brand in future or not. And I think this is um, the important um, factor. Um, we can call it anything, customer experience, consumer experience, as they, they have this terminology, maybe more used in Northern America. But in general, um, in Escania, if I'm going to focus on, we have customer affairs as our core value. And It has a heritage of more than 130 years. The company is working and having always this um, customer affairs as the core value. So what I can say that um, no matter uh, what, we had always tried to have this customer uh, at the heart of our um, work. But if you are going to uh, focus on the recent years, maybe because of the digitalization and digital services, especially after this pandemic, the user experience part as, as well, um, and, or digital user experience as well, 
uh, highlighted more. I can say um, customer experience is maybe broader compared to the user experience in some way, if you are going to make it uh, uh, make a difference between them, uh, because um, maybe in user experience, um, how I am interacting with uh, um, the dashboard or screen in my uh, vehicle as a driver can be part of this physical, maybe uh, user interface uh, or physical uh, user experience. And as a, maybe um, a technician, if I'm using a service on a screen, uh, this specific service is on, um, on cloud. I am using a different browser or different um, maybe uh, devices, but I am focusing to doing a task done. This is uh, maybe uh, more related to digital user experience. And when it comes to the, the customer experience, I think um, it is somehow a bridge between different departments sales, marketing, purchase, every, every touch point that a customer, uh, it can be as uh, like a big customer as we talked before, like a high level or like an end customer has any interaction with the company. Uh, and sometimes some companies are using some third party companies that can be also part of the customer experience because it is more related to the brand experience, how you perceive the brand that can um, be very um, crucial um, in a customer experience. So I can say user experience maybe is more focusing on zooming, but customer experience is a little bit zoom out and see the big picture. What kind of be my journey uh, as a customer? Any, any touch point that I'm interacting with uh, that is related to this um, brand. I can bring this example. For example, I am using an internet provider. Uh, while I am using the internet, uh, if the internet connection is not good, I am not happy uh, about the service. I try to call. Maybe they are using uh, different um, services like chatbot, for example. If the chatbot is not um, um, practical, it's not uh, helping me as a, uh, as a customer to address and raise my concern to the right person. Necessarily having a chatbot as a technology or as, a, as something is not gonna be helpful for me. It can be part of this bad customer experience, but maybe user experience of the chatbot is very good. So, uh, it, it is very good, uh, maybe designed uh, that everything uh, works well, but it is not concerning uh, addressing my problem. So I can say that it is more related about understanding and empathizing with the, with the customer's main pain point. I would like to, uh, to address something. And maybe my aim is just to uh, highlight that part. And even when I am going to be in the queue line for uh, customer service. That can be, um, the length of that period can be one part, but more important, uh, the person that I am talking to is gonna be very crucial as well. I am talking to someone, but I don't know if the, the person, maybe even sometimes they say their name, sometimes they don't say their name. 
uh, if they, they say something to me, I do consider that as a promise from that company. Okay, we will fix it by this time. And if it is not going to be fixed by that time, I have a bad or worse customer experience. And then maybe I try to call again and then they're asking me, okay, do you know what was the name of the person? And they, they have no history, for example. What was the communication from the customer side uh, to that? So the customer shall go to explain everything, a story from the scratch. That can be also part of the bad customer experience. Why? If um, a, a, a good agent, for example, can resolve it fast, even I was waiting a little bit more, the, the way that they treated me and also they kept that promise can create a good customer experience. Um, even so, I have suffered from like a bad momentum in uh, maybe a bad connection in, in a period of the time. Um, I can say sometimes um, invisible customer experience is also some good topic. So if you have um, maybe the focus on customer service, and if you don't need to be in touch with the customer service so much, that does not mean that uh, we have a bad uh, customer experience um, because um, maybe this invisible uh, uh, interaction and sometimes can be perceived as good uh, customer experience, but in paradox, uh, sometimes it can be uh, in in a, in a way that a customer can be disappointed about contacting the company, then give it give it up. So um, this uh, this is also a very uh, good topic. Maybe uh, can be um, another separate topic to discuss mm-hmm. when it comes yeah. to relation to customer experience and customer service. But in general, I can say the customer experience and user experience are very well connected. We cannot say that they are separate. Um, we have, uh, I am also a mentor, of, uh, one of the mentors for the UX certified uh, persons at Nissan Norman Group. And that is a maybe a pioneer company uh, when it comes to the user experience education and also teaching the uh, designers to, to learn the business language and the, the very high level uh, when it comes to the UX maturity, but they are covering service design, customer experience, everything. So we cannot say that, okay, because we have the name of the UX or CX, it is not related to each other. It is very well uh, related to each other. And I think the UX, uh, specifically as after this pandemic situation and previously as well, but now it's going to be very, well um, important and um, a, a very important part of the um, customer experience co-creation, uh, a good customer experience co-creation, I think I can say. Yeah. So, so uh, what, what I learned from you now, um, I would say, okay, one, uh, I mean, user experience is a part of the customer experience, but user experience is more device focused, is more on, on technological artifacts, whereas customer experience is more on the entire ecosystem and the entire services and the cognition of services. Could you, could you agree to that? Uh, in, in, in a way, yes, and in a way, no, because uh, as I mentioned before, uh, as Don, Don Norman says, uh, when we are defining the user experience, what is the experience? I think a user experience, even our life, we are the user, for example, and we are experiencing that, and not necessarily the people who have lived in the, in the era that was no digital devices, 
that they don't have experience in life, for example, or they didn't have uh, um, the user experience. I, I think the momentum that uh, the, the human um, um, that invented the wheel, for example, they try to interact with that. So that can be also part of the user experience. But in order to make it more tangible for audience, uh, to uh, distinguish between the UX and CX, yes, I agree with you. So it can be a good example how we can uh, see the UX and CX. So maybe CX is a little bit broader mm -hmm. compared to the UX. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Um, what's next? So the... Uh, my, my listeners are very interested in, in what, what is the future that we have in the relationship between humans, technologies, and the experiences we have in this um, globalized and, and highly technological world. So um, what are your ideas about the future automotive truck HMIs? What will be customer experiences of the future in, let's say, five years from now? How, how do you see this? Um, I am um, a big fan of like ambiguity sometimes we don't know what's going to be the next uh, so we have to be very flexible but of course we have to have some strategies and to be prepared as a company uh, what comes next and be, be flexible to um, to be agile when it is needed to um, to adopt but sometimes I can say that um, when it comes to the future we have to divide it in different phases okay maybe 2000 um, 30 can be one part of the future as the near future, but we can have 3,500, uh, for example, the year 3,500 part of the future, while we can have like 9,999 as another uh, year for the future. So it's very, very uh, broad. And the same uh, applies to the, the, the past. Okay, sometimes when we are ref referring and addressing the past, we have to learn from the past what we mean the past, past uh, or before pandemic situation, for example, or like the very, very uh, before that. But um, I think um, what comes next in um, near future of automotive industry, uh, right now is a little bit more focused on autonomous and also electrification. Um, sustainability is gonna be very, very important. And I am happy that, for example, in Estonia, we are um, having this um, sustainability leadership in, um, in the heart of the business. Uh, so uh, we have this science target. We try to see this uh, even if we are thinking about the customer satisfaction in future or in um, near future as we are talking about, uh, maybe technology-wise, many companies gonna be look-alike and technology advanced and um, maybe specifically with electrification, uh, many uh, products maybe can look like the same. But then the culture of the company or the brand can uh, play an important role, how a customer perceive that brand. For example, even Apple, they are highlighting a lot right now the, the sustainability and what is going to be perceived uh, by Apple. Maybe technology-wise, sometimes they are not 
pioneer compared to other um, brands such as Samsung, for example. But they are looking for um, the right momentum, like uh, safe maybe movements. So not necessarily being the first is the best, but uh, try to have a, a balancing between the technology, good technology and uh, user experience or customer experience and also uh, being ready for the future. But when it comes to automotive industry, we have this term, okay, we, we in Scandinavia, we, I, I can say we ACE it. ACE is a stance for auto, autonomous and connectivity and also uh, electrification. These are the three things that I can say is gonna be more advanced and we can see a lot of more uh, uh, shift towards that in the transport ecosystem. Um, and also, it can be very challenging how we are going to do this, this shift because some countries, they are already uh, maybe um, considering sustainability in their um, plans. Um, they try to, uh, to, to support the companies uh, for um, preparing the infrastructure. Otherwise, it's going to be a little bit challenging in some countries that they are not prepared for in in uh, this shift, but anyway, uh, it's like the mobile phones. So maybe in before uh, 20 years, maybe it was another situation, but right now maybe mobile devices is uh, very, very popular even in like every country that we could not imagine that they could have someday this device. So that is something that I can say autonomous connectivity and electrification is um, gonna be more and more uh, uh, accelerated uh, in near future. And I think technology-wise, as I said before, um, it's gonna be a very tough competition, but they can look like maybe the same. It's like the mobile phones that you can see right now. If I go to the market right now, I can choose a lot of different mobile phones. Maybe most of them, they are doing the same thing, but it's about the experience and also the ecosystem. Uh, if I am going to choose uh, the one or one brand over the other brand. And that's why the importance of the culture of the company and the brand experience is very, very important in the future. Yeah, I mean, I fully agree with that, particularly on the brand experience. Um, it's interesting that you use uh, the expression ACE to, to describe the mega trends uh, for uh, automated, connected, and, and electric. So I'm using the expression CASE for connected, automated, shared, and electric. Um, but mm -hmm. I think those are the big points. And uh, in one of my latest, uh, last uh, past podcast episodes, I talked about adding an N, uh, like new devices that we need, particularly for, uh, let's say, personal um, uh, small range mobility, things like electric scooters. And, and so maybe we, we have to expand the ACE or the CASE to uh, uh, KZIN or whatever you do with the N, wherever you put it in, into the acronym. Okay, um, thanks a lot, uh, Hamid. Um, we have already reached uh, the end of our time. Um, so one last question. Um, is there anything you want to tell my listeners any, any piece of knowledge or wisdom you want to drop to, to the people listening to us? Um, yeah, I can say uh, maybe um, in general, I can say sometimes uh, we are so much uh, 
in different projects, uh, I think uh, in different companies that we are working in, sometimes it's going to be very, very beneficial for uh, every brand and also the customers in general. We are shifting from ecosystem to ecosystem. So uh, that can be uh, in any country government as well. So sometimes uh, the parties are like the competitors to each other and then it can be a little bit more ecosystem instead of like the ecosystem to see their whole uh, people or the whole picture. I can see that maybe uh, in order to create a better planet uh, for the people uh, and also um, consider our profitability in order to make it sustainable, we have to see it as a co-creation and that is very uh important part uh, of uh, making the world uh, better. And then in order to do that, we have to be open to criticism. And uh, if someone criticizes, uh, we try to not isolate or exclude uh, because it's very easy to be praised and we can also uh, have lots of um, um, events to praise something. But in big picture, those criticize uh, can help um, to better co-create the future. So um, I can say um, teamwork uh, is a key and also um, inclusion. And for inclusion, I can say uh, co-creation is very important part. So diversity and inclusion is very important. Um, I, I, I think that every leader and every manager um, they are prioritizing these, they can be more successful uh, for their company and also for, uh, for the customers as well. And the customer experience uh, is something that uh, we can say can be um, our mutual goal, no matter which part we are working in, I can say, as design thinking is not only for designers, the customer experience, I, I, I see it as a blockchain. So it shall be in every part of a company, every part of the, uh, the department or the government. Uh, it can be, uh, I mean, citizen experience, for example, instead of customer experience. It shall be in, in, in the way of your thinking about uh, the customers and experiences to make it better and better. And my last thing is going to be like, in order to be successful, uh, I think the best lifestyle is lifelong learning. And I do myself have this lifelong, lifelong learning lifestyle. And I do recommend it to everyone uh, to, to see ourselves. I'm always curious, like kids, uh, to be creative. Uh, if you are seeing that, okay, we reached the um, top level, then we are going to be uh, static. We cannot be dynamic. And I can say that uh, sometimes it's going to be hard uh, in different work situations, etc., cetera, uh, in different phases of life. Uh, be patient. Uh, be patient. And patience is the key as well for um, having uh, this uh, uh, lifestyle. So it takes uh, time, but it comes uh, at the end okay excellent yeah i i really love the idea of uh, lifelong learning and i mean that's why people listen for example to podcasts like this to get inspired to learn new things and um 
Thanks a lot from my side. Um, thanks for spending time with me, for giving your insights into user experience, customer experience, or the expression citizen experience that you used um, that um, I have to think about um, that uh, uh, resonates with me in a way. So um, thanks a lot for inspiring me, for inspiring my listeners, and um, stay safe, stay, stay healthy. Thank you so much, Peter. It was my pleasure and my honor to talk to you and uh, hope the, the audience find something useful within this. And um, maybe the last thing that I can raise is going to be even learning experiences and other part. And also in order to have a good customer experience, we have to focus on good employee experience as well. And hopefully audience have also a good experience as well. So good audience experience in uh, your podcast as well. I don't think that uh, there is too much more I can say about this. Uh, what I found a very interesting interview with uh, Hamid. An additional information to you as my listeners. I always want to provide uh, the best possible quality in my podcast. And I have gained a couple of very interesting new projects. And, and you will know about them uh, once I am allowed to talk about it once I feel ready to talk about it. But I will reduce the frequency of my podcast from weekly to bi-weekly so that uh, we will keep the podcast alive. Um, you will get your pieces of information, your insights, your knowledge. But uh, please uh, allow me to take a little more freedom to focus on some other projects I have on my desk today. That's it for today. Thank you for spending time with me. I hope you were able to take something with you and do something for yourself that will be forever. For an ongoing exchange, you will find me on LinkedIn and on my websites, peter-rusker.com and beyond-hmi.de. Write me an email on the podcast at beyond-hmi.de Tune in next time, take care and stay healthy.